How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now stay with a fan for this special program. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from San Diego, and the results are good. A huge victory for the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. 3-1 the final, and welcome, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, along with the Polish Pipe Bomb, a 3-1 to victory as, uh, boy, you, who would have thought this? Okay, so we're looking for some heroes to step up a little bit and, uh, you know, just pick up the slack where Yelich and Wong and Kane are on the I.L., and you get it from sort of unlikely sources. And and that's uh, Luis Urias, Billy McKinney, and Tyrone Taylor. Three solo shots get it done for the crew tonight. And what a bounce-back victory to take this game one of the three-game set over the San Diego Padres. Wow. This was a game. Musgrove had it going. Uh, Woody had it. Well, he didn't start out real well in fact he didn't start out good at all and uh <clears throat> I will say this that after uh, that first inning 28 pitches for Woody I thought he, he, there's no way he's getting through five innings in this thing but that's the bulldog Brandon Woodruff is and you know the next the next step for him is going to be the pitch efficiency part of it control that pitch count and uh, he's going to go deep in games. There's no question about that in his career. But, you know, a- another stellar performance for the starters on this uh, Brewer squad this year. And, and I'm, I will say that I knew they were going to be good coming in, but I don't know about this good. I, I really – I'm pretty impressed. And you, you have to be impressed with this. Want to get your reaction here if you're up late with us. Hey, we're always here, right? 414-799-1250 to give your reaction here on a big Brewers win over a – it's a big test, big test series. And you could say, you know, in about three weeks, five weeks, seven weeks, are you going to remember this series? Eh, You know, maybe, maybe not. 
I know we're right in the middle of it right now and coming off the series loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, this this is a huge victory for this team to set up the, the possibility to take this series on the road in San Diego against a, hey, let's face it, a very, very tough San Diego Padres team. I mean, they just, they, they're pretty legit based on, you know, how they're playing, based on everything um, you're seeing with, with the names on this team. And, and they, they do have a pretty stacked lineup. I mean, let's face it, if uh, Tommy Pham and Victor Caratini are your seven and eight hitters, I mean, you got something cooking one through six. That's that's for sure. But they get it done today. 3-1 the final. And those of you, like me, that wanted Josh Hader to pitch two innings yesterday, would he would not have been available today. And so just keep that in mind, too, that you know, Craig Council knew that, you know, he did his job yesterday and wasn't going to go with Hader for two, and it – May or may not, we don't know, but it may or may not have cost the Brewers the victory, but it certainly helped tonight to have Hader. And here again, we have Brent Suter in the eighth inning of a two-run ball game. I mean, just find a way, I guess just find a way. Pipe Bomb, how big a win is this? I would say I would say the biggest win of the year. I mean you you have to say that come I mean they lose this ball game that means they've lost 3 or 4. And then who knows what happens. But what a bounce back victory. Let's get into our uh game recap in this one as Brandon Woodruff took to the hill. <clears throat> and I'll tell you um it didn't start out well. But that again, the bulldog that Woody is will walk you through this thing. Um, because he did bounce back Brewers, uh, top half of the first, uh, one, two, three for the crew and, um, a couple of strikeouts for Musgrove in that first inning and get used to that because he struck out a ton. Woody, all sorts of trouble in the bottom of the first inning, a 10 pitch at bat to Jerickson Profar, and he ends up walking him. Now I will say that Corey Blazer, the, uh, home plate umpire, I don't think he called a great game at all. This was a a good game, but I don't think he had a good game. And I applaud Woody and, and Council for kind of keeping their cool a little bit. This thing could have spun out of control, and maybe you see an ejection, or who knows what would have happened. But they kept their cool. Um, but you know, and and to me, the ten pitch walk immediately was an indication that he, uh, Woody wasn't going deep. At least I thought that at that time. I mean, after one batter, I'm, I'm facing, well, who's going to, you know, Brewer fans are looking at this like, well, who's going to pitch the middle innings now? Are the Brewers going to even be in this game at that point? Is it really going to matter? Is it a uh, Josh Lindblom sort of long uh, relief outing? So 10 pitches in, he's got a runner on. He then he gets ahead of Cronenworth, uh, 0-2, a high fastball for 1-2, and then he gets a ba- gives up a base hit. Now that's significant because that would be the only base hit that Woody gives up. <clears throat> Keep that in mind as the recap continues. Still nobody out, first and third, um, to start the game in the bottom half. 
Uh, Tatis with a ground ball in the infield. They throw out Tatis, uh, but the run scores, and it's one in, one at second base, and one out. Machado then with a ground ball to Shaw. Uh, He holds the runner at second for the second out of the uh, first inning. Hosmer then with a screamer to second base for the final out. So Woody lucky to get out of there with just the minimal damage there. Again, that's significant for what's going to happen later on in the game for Woodruff. Um, 28 pitches in the first inning. Let that sink in. 28 pitches, and this dude's going to go six full? Yeah, let's find out. Wow. Uh, it, it's I, I'm, I'm shocked that he, first of all, got out of that first inning without giving up uh, uh, further damage, but then to do what he did later on in the game. Brewers offense, one, two, three in the second. Fly out, strike out, strike out. Shaw, Hira, McKinney, uh, one zip into the bottom of the second inning. Woodruff, three-pitch strikeout, four-pitch ground out. Had a chance to have a quick inning in that second inning, but he walks Caratini to face Musgrove, and he strikes him out. 16 pitches in the second 28 in the first, Musgrove just 21 to compare it through his first two innings of work. Brewers in the third inning, they say no. They say no to a no-hitter for Musgrove. They say no to a shutout for Musgrove as Luis Urias jumped all over the first pitch in that third. Urias on the first pitch. That ball's hit hard to right field, got a chance, and there it goes. Oh, Luis Urias flexing on Joe Musgrove. Jumped on the first pitch. Opposite field home run. His second of the year, and we are tied at one. And the first hit Musgrove has allowed this year to a right-handed batter. Yeah, and there it was on Bally Sports Wisconsin. One-one tie all of a sudden in that third inning. First pitch, just all over it. Welcome back to San Diego for the young Brewers shortstop. Peterson, a strikeout on three pitches. Strikeout to Woody. Strikeout to JBJ. Seven Ks through the first three innings for the Brewers offense off Musgrove, but we're back to even. Woody settles in in the third inning. A quick one, two, three on seven pitches to get to the fourth tied at one. He needed that right there. Brewers in order in the fourth. Bounce out by Narvaez. Garcia strikes out. Shaw pops up on the infield. Shaw to that point, two for his last 15. Musgrove, eight Ks through the fourth. Uh, bottom half, Woody back out. Uh, Luis Urias isn't back out there. He is removed for cramping in the calf. That's a new one on me, a cramp calf. Two-out walk uh, given up by Woody. He's definitely getting squeezed in this game. It's, it's clear that Blazer does not have a, a good game going tonight. But, again, you get, you got to credit Council and Woodruff for keeping their cool a little bit. 1-1 one, one into the fifth inning as Woodruff uh, starting to you know, span, uh, span a couple of frames here. We're into the fifth inning. Brewers, a little noise in that fifth inning. After a strikeout to Keston Hira, Billy... McKinney connects with a two-strike solo shot. Check it out. Oh, that ball's hit hard. Way back into right field. And McKinney goes deep. 
Another solo home run. He put it right in the wheelhouse of Billy McKinney. And the Brewers have a two-to-one lead. Wow. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought? You know, but there it is, a two-to-one Brewers lead. Will it hold up? Uh, well, we're, we're going to find out. Despite the 10 strikeouts now, two in the fifth for Musgrove, but two-to-one into the bottom of the fifth. Woody strikes out the side in that bottom of the fifth inning. 86 pitches. Is he going to pitch the sixth inning? We'll find out as the Brewers take that two-to-one lead into that sixth inning and looking for some insurance. They threaten in the sixth. After a strikeout to Brandon Woodruff, well, that means he's going to pitch that sixth inning. JBJ, a rocket back at Musgrove. He finds it somehow for the second out. Omar Narvaez with a two-out double. Avi Garcia then works a walk to bring up Shaw with two outs, two on. And Brewers up two to one. Musgrove, all of a sudden, his pitch count getting up to, well, relatively normal standards uh, up around 80. Shaw then goes 2-2 after being up 2-0, broken back ground out to the right side. Final out, 81 pitches for Musgrove as the uh, game heads to the bottom of the sixth inning. 2-1 Brewers lead. Woodruff coming back out for the sixth inning. Woody, another 1-2-3 in that sixth. Another strikeout, seven Ks. That's going to do it for him. Six full innings, one hit, one earned run, three walks, seven strikeouts. Who would have thought after 28 pitches and a run given up in that first inning? In no way I thought he was going six in this one. No, because even the outs were loud that the Padres were making <laughs> off of Woody there. And for him to settle down and and totally nut up and only allow one hit, that was that's phenomenal. That's huge. That's a bulldog mentality for Brandon Woodruff. Uh, Keston Hira with a leadoff base hit in the uh, seventh inning, but a strikeout to McKinney, Musgrove's 12th on the night. Uh, Robertson, then a rocket at the center fielder for the second out, and it brings up Jace Peterson, and he strikes out 13 Ks for the Brewers' offense off Musgrove, bottom of the seventh inning, J.P. Fireisen in for the crew, and he gets the first two men, but then walks a man, uh, Tommy Pham, but he is erased on a caught stealing. Omar throws him out, 2-1, to one, Brewers looking for insurance in the eighth inning, and they get it. Well, you wouldn't have thought that it would be Urias, Billy McKinney, and now Tyrone Taylor. Padres will have Caratini to start the eighth. He was at the plate when Pham was thrown out, then the pitcher spot, and then to the top of the order. Oh, that ball's hit. That one is deep in the center field, and Tyrone Taylor! See you later! Oh, and had that sound. The Brewers get some more unexpected lightning. Tyrone Taylor pops a home run to make it 3-1. to one. Man, you could hear some of the Brewers fans in San Diego's Petco Park. That's pretty cool. Off the bench goes Yard, does Tyrone Taylor, 3-1. to one. Two outs later, Garcia walks, but Shaw strikes out to end that, uh, end that inning. It, it is uh, a two, let's see, two for his last 17, by the way, for uh, Travis Shaw. 
Brent Suter enters the game in a two-run uh, baseball game. And I, and I don't, again, we're the same narrative. It's going to be Brewers looking for another arm in that bullpen to step up because I'm a little uncomfortable with Brent Suter being in that situation. Lead-off base hit. On a bunt attempt, then Suter catches it for the first out and then gets a double play ground ball as he pitches a scoreless rack. That's a big outing for Brent Suter. Uh, ninth inning for the Brewers offense, one, two, three. Josh Hader trying to lock in a Brewers victory. Bottom of the ninth, up three to one. Hader gets a liner to the outfield for the first out off Cronenworth's bat. On one pitch, he then walks a man and, uh uh-oh, but gets a huge strikeout to Machado and gets Hosmer on a ground ball. There's your Brewers' victory. All these highlights from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. And thanks for staying up late with us tonight, Uh, 799-1250. Your reaction after a huge Brewers' victory, and and I will say it's made bigger because you lost two of three to Pittsburgh. Not just because it's San Diego, not just because it's a big test for the Milwaukee Brewers this year. You know, one could say, looking back at the schedule now, you know, well, you face the Pirates, you face the Cubs for six games. Come on, where's this brutal schedule? Okay, well, you've got a, a, a brutal series then. And they come out with the victory 9-7 and seven now on the campaign here in the 2021 championship season. Let's get to some of your reaction here as – I kind of like this West Coast thing, and I'm pretty impressed with uh, a lot of the feedback that we've gotten in, what, 15 and and change years here on the post-game show. So pretty impressive. I I enjoy that late night. doesn't matter to me. We could do it at 8 in the morning or midnight or whenever it is. Let's get to you guys, 799-1250. Mike, you're first up. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, I'm glad I stayed up for this one. Um, Great game, and... Woodruff, man, is he a beast or what? Um, great game. Um, the Brewers' batters were finally not swept. Uh, uh, the, the, the announcers on uh, 620 were saying that they were laying off some of those pitches that they were striking out with. But when Suter came in, I thought of you right away, and I'm thinking, man, Uh-oh. another <laughs> tight game. But he came through, and maybe he's going to – right his uh problems that he's been having but that reminds us that council might know what he's doing <laughs> um if uh bradley would have tagged up uh yesterday maybe that game would have ended different but uh yeah just, you never um, know i i had to call uh uh i don't know if uh rami told you when you came on but he asked me how i was doing because he was leaving when i had my health issues and I reminded him, uh, good to have you back, but uh, my son was all telling me he wished I wouldn't call into the station since he coaches uh, college soccer around here. He's afraid I'm going to say something stupid or embarrass him. But on the way to the well, hospital l- to visit me, they, uh, the state, you guys, uh, Steve and uh, whoever else, they were saying some pleasant things about me. So he said, I guess you can still call in. So We well, love there you. There you go. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we do. Uh, honestly, you can call anytime, Mike. I, I appreciate talking can with you guys. one more comment? Shoot. Um, um, a couple nights ago I mentioned that it seems to me that uh, the guys are 
walking more and not striking out as much. And then today, we, uh, Rami was talking about it. Have a good night, man. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Yeah. No, they they do walk. They they do, and I, I like that part of it. But tonight, oh boy, uh, a lot of strikeouts. And and again, maybe it's it's a show of resiliency that you know they can step up here. But two things here uh, re- regarding the offense. Uh, number one, you know they they're given time to get two or three runs on the board when they have a stud like Woody, a stud like Burns. Brett Anderson going seven full, allowing just one run. Freddie Peralta. These guys are going so deep into games, they're they're given the the privilege of having time to just do well enough until, and here's the other thing, until you get your guys back. Every single win that you get, low scoring win, is a credit to this starting staff for keeping this offense in a game. Buying time. Every inning they they throw a scoreless frame. Every inning is more time to get this offense to do just good enough until those guys get back. Well, you said it a couple days ago, Timmy. You lasted one more day. Uh, You know, today you got through another day with a four-knuckle punch of Woodruff, Urias, McKinney, and Taylor. So (laughs) you, you thank your lucky stars for nights like this. Absolutely you do, because you're not at full force, number one. And number two, you're getting just enough out of this offense. Now, again, offense has been picking it up just a little bit as as of late. Say say the second half of these games. What are they at? 16 games. So I would say the, 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 uh, the latest eight or so. But, you know, a, t- a game like this, you're going up against Musgrove. Dude is good. He He is. I mean, he he just is flat out good. Yeah, okay, that's enough. why I'm not shocked that they struck out as much. You know, he just threw a no hitter, and uh, you know, so he's still feeling the juice. But buy me time, just buy me some time, is what the offense is saying. Is what this fan is saying right here into this microphone. Starters, buy more time for that offense to number one score enough to win a baseball game, but number two to get healthy. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're next at 799-1250. What's going on, Brian? Boy, that was a fun one, Tim, wasn't it? Boy. <laughs> that was, you know, I was pulling my hair out in that first inning. I'll say that. Well, you, you called it early on. You know, when you are talking about Blazer behind the, bat, behind the plate there, he was squeezing, it seemed like, the first number of innings on Woody, and I could tell Woody was getting frustrated. And I think what happened was, Timmy, I think he actually got stronger as the game went on, and you could tell – uh, Woody felt by the by the fifth inning you were not taking him out of the game and and I bet you I bet you if Consul walked up that he would have said if you want the seventh you could have the seventh you would have went out there but <laughs> yeah the, the the thing about Council you know and and to me he just he just he just has so much confidence in his guys and his guys believe and and that and, that, and that's why a guy like Tyrone Taylor or Big McKinney if you had told me those three guys would have hit home runs tonight I thought you were, you would have been, been would have been on something because I just didn't think that was going to happen. But anyhow, I just think Collinsville should just be get a lot of credit for this one tonight. I really do. Yeah, and and I think it's more on the side of thanks for the call, Brian. I think it's more on the side of the overall uh, demeanor and and chemistry that he provides all of his teams. I mean, this isn't nothing nothing that's new. 
uh, under a Craig Council-led team. These guys play together, and, and he does instill a lot of confidence. Now, again, I don't know. It's, it's not going to work on every player. Cite Daniel Robertson, for example. And, and I almost feel bad for the guy. Because at some point, he's got to just by accident get in on the fun a little bit. But we asked for who is going to step up while these guys are out. Wong, Kane, Yelich. Who's going to step Someone has to besides Shaw. Besides the resurging uh, Keston Hero. Well, hopefully he's in resurgent mode here. Um, But... You know, who is it going to be? It looks to be, and again, early indicators say that it's going to be Billy McKinney. I mean, that's the guy that I think you're seeing now step up to where you're like, oh, whoa, who's this McKinney dude? Okay, there's one, but maybe someone else needs to do that or at least get, you know, uh, Keston Hira going because you have some firepower guys with Omar Narvaez, Keston Hira, Travis Shaw, Avi Garcia, and JBJ. That's decent. That is decent. I'm not saying it's great, but it is pretty good. You know, someone's got to pick it up. Now there's another challenge here. You knew Travis Shaw was going to cool off at some point. Two for his last 17. So someone else has to pick up the pieces there. 799-1250. Let's get in one more before the break here. My buddy Todd in Watertown. What's going on, Todd? Todd, he... wake up. <laughs> nope. No, nope. he's, yeah, he's, he's going to have to call How back? about Mike on the south side? Let's do that, Mike on the south side. What's going on? Maybe I had to work tomorrow. I had to get to bed. <laughs> uh, Maybe. Now what? Maybe his beer can turned into a pumpkin? Mike, what are you doing now? Uh-oh. Are we having phone issues? I, I don't know. Maybe. All right. Let's we'll head to break, and then I'll check out the phones here. We'll re-rack, reset. We're going to hear from Craig Council. I want to hear from Brandon Woodruff uh, as well as we move along here. I don't care what time it is. Hopefully you don't, too. It's all about Brewers baseball. It's a 3-1 to one victory, and it's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway. After a 3-1 victory in game one of this three-game set in San Diego over the Padres with 12.50, AM 12.50, um, you, you always know where to find me. And you can also find it on the Odyssey app. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 12.50 a.m., The Fan. Yeah, huge victory. Game one of a three-game set in San Diego against the Padres. Now, one could say, well, they're, they're, you know, maybe the honeymoon is wearing off after uh, a big series against the Dodgers for the Padres. You know what I say about that? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't give a rip about the Padres' situation. Just beat them. And they did that tonight. 3-1 the final. Luis Urias, Billy McKinney, and Tyrone Taylor all with solo shots. Third inning from Urias, the fifth inning from McKinney, and the eighth inning from Tyrone Taylor. I'll tell you what, I've noticed since Tyrone's uh, 
been called up here. He's barreling some balls up, guys. He is. So that that's going to come in handy, a right-handed stick off the bench right there. Uh, we'll get to your calls in, in just a second here. Let me uh, give you a message for Hyundai of West Dallas. Now, I can tell you this. I know no fewer than three individuals that have purchased a vehicle from Hyundai of West Dallas, and all of them give a, a grade of 10 and thumbs up. I know uh, some of my colleagues endorse Hyundai of West Dallas. They speak extremely highly of Hyundai of West Dallas in many different ways. You're going to be amazed at the extraordinary measures to provide the safest environment at Hyundai of West Dallas. And this April, 0% for 60 months, plus make no payments for 90 days on new 2021 Hyundai Sonatas, Tucson, Santa Fe's, Elantra, and Kona. Get Hyundai Assurance with America's best warranty. Check this out. It's 10 years and 100,000 miles. All of this at Hyundai of West Dallas on Highway 100 or at HyundaiWestDallas.com, a part of the International Autos Group where our ordinary needs to be extraordinary. Hyundai West Dallas. All right, 3-1, to one, Brewers get the victory. Let's see if Todd is not going to hit his mute button this time. Todd, you're on the fan. What's up? Howdy, <laughs> boys. Sorry about the uh, previous technical difficulty. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up the fact that Ethan treated with some just fantastic, awesome baseball. You know, I, I, I was telling Pipe Bomb, it's like, man, I, I'm, I'm when the hitters came up, I'm in their kitchen, and I'm pacing. I'm thinking, it's not late September. It's not early October. It's April, for God's sake. I mean, what a what a, a great a great feeling uh, this early on in the season. Well, they're nine and seven, Todd, and I'm with you there. I, I think it's games like today, it's uh, series victories over Chicago in in early April, which buys you the pacing in August and September. That's what this does right here. Now we, I mean, we get it. A lot of us get it. Some don't, and that's okay. Some will jump aboard mid mid to late season, Todd. You know that, and that's fine. Right. The, the, the bandwagon's wide open as far as I'm concerned. I've heard a lot of fans say, don't jump on. You know, it's, it's games like this. That's why yesterday's ball game was a good ball game outside of the result, outside of the loss. It was a really good baseball game. So was this. So good games can go both ways. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I, you know, I guess, you know, the guys like us you know, calling the show and, and you got to welcome everybody on the bandwagon because it, it basically, it, it, it just uh, it lets the Brewer, you know, organization know that, you know, hey, spend a little more money and, and get more fans. And, uh, and we, we're all happy with that. So the more the merrier. No doubt. Todd will talk soon. Thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. Some good news. Now, I did hear the fans there. I mentioned that uh, during the... uh... There were some Brewer fans there, but there were fans. They're they're loud. I I, I believe they're at 33% capacity at Petco. I was just reading today that uh, in Cleveland... They're they're gonna hike it up. I want to say the first week uh, first week of May, they're hiking up their attendance to forty percent. 
Um, and I, I just wonder when when Milwaukee's gonna gonna raise that up because that's part of what makes these games kind of cool is is hearing the fans and you know when are the um, when are the broadcasters uh, BA and Rock and you know Levering and Grindle and these guys when are they going to travel? I'm going to assume that maybe. They're going to travel later on this week to Chicago. I, I would think that that'd be a good kind of test the waters in, in the travel party and the broadcast. So uh, that was a bit of good news that I read, uh, at least in Cleveland, to hike that thing up to 40%. Now, that depends on the health department and, uh, and a lot of other factors. But, you know, maybe the health department will pick, you know, instead of uh, the Brewers going from 25% to 32%, maybe they'll grace us with a 36.7 percent <laughs> I mean you just you just never know but it's good to have the fans at least back in there and trajectory is is good to hike the uh, fan base up a three to one victory tonight Brandon Woodruff and again you you look at the starting rotation streak of you know at least five innings allowing one run or less. Yeah, that was broken with uh, with Adrian Hauser. And then it was also uh, broken with Freddie Peralta yesterday. But the rest of them, let's see, that's 8, 9, 10, 11. Is that 12? That's 12 games. In 10 of those games, your starters have gone at least 5 and one run or less. 10 of 12 games. It's crazy. It's a crazy stat, and it shows you how good. This starting rotation is is starting to prove it to me. Uh, they really are. Um, let's go to uh, Mike. Mike's back on. Mike, you're on the fan. What's up? Hey guys, uh, Timmy, you sound better today. I think you feel better tonight, right? I, I feel much better. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, Arius, McKinney, Taylor. You think David Stearns knows a little what he's doing? I we think he knows no a lot of what he's doing. Yeah, we got no Kane, no Yelich, no Wong. Next man up. And it's... what do they do to hit three home runs? <laughs> and uh, one last question. Which Brewers pitcher is going to win the Cy Young? Yeah, you know, no I'm kidding. Now that's a great debate. I mean, there's some competition. There's no question. But some of these numbers have to – the more the starts go by, and we're going to have to see with Burnsy tomorrow, these starts go by, I, I'll just hold off on that, but I can't wait to have that conversation. We're looking at four starts here for Woody. So let's maybe double it. Is that fair? Pipe bomb, is that fair? You get eight starts in, we can start saying, hmm. You know what, if, or is that, I mean, that'd be roughly a, a little over a fourth of the season for the starters. It's possible we could start talking about it then. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. 1250 Stearns, does he know what he's doing? Uh, with, with the offense, I would say more so with the pitching, but with, with the offense, Again, this uh, you're just set up. This offense is set up by the pitchers. They're not tearing it up offensively. 
This isn't murderer's row here. What this is, is um, give me one more inning. Give me, give me, give me one more start. Keep, keep us in this thing. Give us one more chance. That's what upset me yesterday about having two chances in that ninth and tenth, assuming Josh Hader throws scoreless innings in the ninth and the tenth. You feel pretty confident. You buy a couple of innings of, uh, you know, no-run baseball that your offense is going to scrape one across and win that game. But same theory, same sort of philosophy on a game-by-game basis as well. Starters do your job, and they're doing way more than that. Buying time for this offense to do, well, in tonight's case, really just good enough. I mean, they struck out, what, 15 times in this game. Woody, a big-time outing tonight after a rough, rough start. First inning, 28 pitches, a run given up, a hit, a couple of walks. But he settles in, six full, just the one hit, just the one run, seven strikeouts, and the Brewers get the 3-1 to one lead. Uh, I should say 3-1 to one win. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. On 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. We'll be back. We'll hear from Craig Council next. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan. 3-1 final, game one of this three-game set, a big three-game set, and a big three-game test for the Milwaukee Brewers, and Woody passes with an A. Brewers offense, I'll give them a... Well, you got to give them somewhere in like a B-minus range, don't you? I mean, they did hit three homers, which surprised me. I was on earlier today with Rami, and I said, well, that... You know, you may not get uh, some of the home runs. Petco's a big ballpark. You've got Musgrove going and, well, shut my mouth because they hit three of them, three solo shots, Urias, McKinney, as well as uh, Tyrone Taylor late. And it stood up. It stood up for um, Woody going six full. It stood up for Fire Eyes in a scoreless inning. Suter, same deal. Hater, same deal. And it's a Brewers victory, 9-7 final. We'll get to council in just a second. I want to get to Ryan, though. Ryan, you're on the fan. What's on your mind? Hey, Tim. Thanks for uh, doing the show so late here tonight. Um, yeah, no, I called the other night, and I was just gushing about the Brewers after one of those wins against the Cubs. And I got on myself after it, so I'm like, man, like, you're being way too positive for a win in April. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just hard to not be super pumped up about this team considering where they're at. Uh, you know, they're right in the thick of things. They've won some really awesome games without their one, two, and three hitters, you know. Um, so I guess I'm kind of curious. I know you're always, like, super positive, super optimistic Brewer fan. Uh, you know, at what point in the season do you do you really start to believe that this could be the year? I know a lot of people say it's Mother's Day or Memorial Day or Fourth of July, but where are you at, Tim, with when we can really start to buy in on this team? Yeah, it's a good question, Ryan. Thanks for the call. Um, And I'm asked that just about every year about this time, where it's like, yeah, it's the championship season, and here we go. We're off and running. And, you know, World Series uh, parade down Wisconsin Avenue, and, you know, um, which all would be great. But 
I think a good indicator of a team is that 25 game mark. And and a lot of people say, well, it's 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 got to be the first third of the season. I don't think so. I think there's enough trends uh, developed, and and things can change. We we all know that a team can get on a little bit of a run. Look at the Boston Red Sox. They start out 0 and 3, and the sky is falling. They rattle off eight straight. So you got to let those types of things go. It's more on the style of play. It's more on how a bullpen is starting to take shape. After 25 games, it's more of a consistency, you know, five times through the rotation. You can get a lot of trends and glean a lot of information out of 25 games. But again, I mean, we're looking at a couple of years ago where the Washington Nationals won the World Series and and they were, what, 12 or so games under 500 at one point. So it can change, but just in terms of consistency, um, it, it, it generally gives you an idea after 25 games. So here we are, 9-7 and seven mark after 16. That's why the wins uh, lead to those trends. That's why, you know, starting pitchers uh, start developing those trends now. A, a Woodruff going, you know, six innings today. You know, and let's see what Burns follows that up with. Peralta, again, a five. In- I'm confused a little bit. I, I don't know how to judge a five-inning, three-run outing. It seems like Woodruff has had a lot of those in his young career. Not Freddie good. Peralta had one yesterday, pipe bomb. I, you know, his five innings and three runs. I know a quality start realistically is sort of defined as uh, three runs or, or less than six innings, but how do you define a five and three? Uh, I would define that as uh, below average. That's for sure. I, okay. Uh, you know, they can call it a quality start all they want. Uh, for me, a quality start, you got to go at least six, six and a third, something like that. But, uh, yeah, five innings, three runs, no, no, I'm not buying that. But it holds your team in a game, and that's where I'm torn on that definition. And I would agree with you. It is below average. However, you know, it does keep your offense in a game. Well, and when you got sluggers like, uh, you know, Tyrone Taylor and uh, Urias and McKinney, you know, just launching bombs all over the place, you know, it, it's it's good enough to get a get the win. Yeah. So so twenty five games, the first month of the season, I think, sets a few trends. Ryan, it's a good question. Uh, let's get to uh, Craig Council. If you guys want to jump in here, appreciate you staying up late. I'm always impressed with that. And uh, Craig Council has got to be pleased uh, with with a number of factors here. Let's uh, let's hear from the Brewers manager. Craig, it looked like that first inning could have gone a very different direction for Brandon the way it began. Um, wh- what for you? Wh- where did you see it sort of turn around for him? Well, I mean, I you know the first guy gave him a great at bat. You know, I, I think that was you know, that, that was the thing. And it wasn't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it was anything Woody was doing. I just thought the first guy gave him a heck of an at bat. Um, you know, I think, he, I think it was a 10 pitch at bat. So that's, I credit the profile for just giving him a tough at bat, um, you know, on, on, you know, to start off the game. And, and after that, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was anything Woody did or, um, it was that at bat to me in the first inning. Um, and then we caught it, we caught a break with the Hosmer line drive and then being in the right spot and catching that ball. And then, and then the credit goes to Woody for just saying that's it. Um, and he got locked in. And, um, 
just pitched beautifully after that. Craig, with the way uh, Musgrove was throwing, how big were those homers from Urias and McKinney? Both two really good at bats, and obviously Urias was the first pitch. Yeah, I mean, sometimes in games like this against when a pitcher's throwing the ball well, that's, you know, as much as we – that's the way to score. He, he makes a mistake, and you got to – instead of hitting a single with it, you got to do damage with it. And um, that's that's what they both did. Um, you know, Luis was a, was a good uh, – just kind of just aggressive. We were going to try to be aggressive on first pitches with him. Um and then it worked out there, and Billy just put together a good at bat and, and got a cutter out over the plate. Is it too early to say uh, on Luis if he'd be ready tomorrow? It was just a cramp. Yeah, we're gonna we'll um, we'll kind of evaluate him uh, at the field tomorrow, and I, I'm not ruling him out for tomorrow. Um, so we were we were being cautious today. Um, with just kind of where we're at depth wise with some things. So um, we'll, we'll evaluate him tomorrow when he gets here and, and make a decision about him plan. Craig, we talked about team offense before the game was, was tonight just a good example of that, of different guys stepping up considering the pieces you're missing. Yeah. I mean, it was, um, you know, three guys that, um, you know, I mean, it's, but I guess more two guys that probably we weren't expecting much from kind of, you know, be opening day and both in, in Tyrone and, and Billy and they, uh, Ty, Billy's made a, just, he's done a great job with his opportunity. Um, and, you know, Tyrone, I think is a guy that we've talked about it pretty consistently. He he's, he's in a really good spot. This guy's, this guy's a player, um, you know, how much opportunity we're going to get this year. I don't know, but he, but he's, he's ready to go and uh, he'll, he'll, he'll make more impact during the season at different spots. I'm sure. Like just back to Urias for a second. That's got to feel good to see a guy do that after, you know, he gets traded, he comes back home to a team where he began his career. Um, I, what was the dugout like when he got back after that? Yeah, well, I would say, and I, I would add Tyrone in there too, just with his, he had a lot of family. I believe he had a lot of family here tonight being from Southern California. Um, you know, maybe the, maybe one of the first times they've got to see him play in person. So in the big league. So um, yeah, for both those guys, it's always a great spot. I think when you get traded from a team, there's um you know, you want to, you want to say you made a mistake. I think that's, that's natural. Um, that's what you should feel as a player. Um, and, and even if you say you don't, you, there's still a little bit that in, of that in you for sure. So happy for Louie. Um, and, and then for Tyrone, like I said, in front of some family and a, on a big hit, um, that's pretty cool. Greg, did you like the way the game played out behind Woody with JP and then Brent and then Josh finishing it up? Yeah, I mean, they all did great jobs. Um, I, it kind of lined up right. I thought the stolen base was a – the caught stealing to end the seventh was – was gave Brett some room, I thought, um, in that inning that was that was important. So um, – but it did. It turned out well. It turned out got a nice double play. Um, so, the guys, and then, you know, Josh went through their, the, the heart of their lineup. Anybody else for Craig? Nice of you to take the late shift, Todd. 
Yeah, I think Tom's been asleep for about an hour already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there he is, manager Craig Council after the Brewers' 3-1 victory. Game one of this three-game set in San Diego. It is a, uh, it is a test sort of series of, for those that think the Chicago Cubs. Now, six of these 16 games have been against the Chicago Cubs. So those that think the Cubs are horrible – Okay, then that means you view the schedule not as tough. Now, again, I, I view the Twins as a very good baseball team. I think the, the Cardinals are a very good baseball team. I think the Padres are a very good baseball team. And quite frankly, the Pittsburgh Pirates are playing pretty decent. Uh, but that doesn't say that I think they're better than the Brewers. But then then it lies on the Cubs. So... Those of you that, again, think the Cubs are horrible, well, then this is your big test. Then, then you know, they, they take this series, and it should at least shed some light on those that think the schedule isn't as brutal as we had anticipated prior to the season. So they pass the first of these three tests in, in San Diego. And uh, we'll, we'll get to... Uh, We'll get to the game preview for, for game two, and it's going to be, you know, a, a guy that's pitching about as good as you can pitch in big league baseball, and that's Corbin Burns on the hill. So another big test coming up uh, tomorrow, but still some things to get to. I heard uh, in the eighth inning when, when Tyrone Taylor hit his home run, and I don't know if it was uh, Mike Proximity or what it was, but I, did, I mentioned the fans a little while ago. But it did it did raise my eyebrows a little bit that there was a, a group uh, that was kind of going way too crazy. Now again, it's a it's it's a it's a solo home run in the eighth inning. Uh, it's it's uh, it's in San Diego, so yeah, I, I was impressed with the number of Brewer fans there. But these particular individuals were just kind of going way to like way over the top. This was a walk-off homer over the top at American Family Field over the top. I think it was his family. I think it was Tyrone Taylor's family, Jeff. Does that make sense? Because, again, either they were just hammered and just big Brewers fans and just letting loose a little bit. It, it sounded to me like it was a celebratory, a personal thing. And it may have been his his family, and I would bet it was. Well, it's definitely possible, you know, especially uh, with with the limited crowd size. You know, you can hear a lot more. You could, you know, when you're watching NBA games, you could hear them talk on the court. You can, you know, mm-hmm. so it's easier to pick this stuff up, which totally gives you a different perspective on the game itself. Like you said with the fans, Timmy, you know, for – for most sports, you know, golf, it didn't really bother me with no fans um, at football games either. But baseball, it makes a difference. And it looks better. It sounds better. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the empty stadium thing was just brutal. Oh, man, it was it was tough. They had to pipe. Last year, you compare it to this year, they – Early on last year, they they had to pipe in the crowd noise. They just did both at the stadium and o- over the air. Oh yeah, it's it, it's just part of it. And we, man, we learned a lot about how valuable fans are. I mean, I, I think Milwaukee probably knew it before that, but we all know it now that fans are us. Fans are pretty vital 
to, to baseball in a lot of ways, and that's one of them. All right, speaking of Tyrone Taylor, had the solo shot, giving the Brewers a little bit of insurance late in the ball game, but and the ball's just jumping off that kid's bat. Here's Tyrone Taylor after the Brewers' victory. Hey, Tyrone, where does that uh, moment rank for you? Oh, uh, sick. Uh, you know, my family was in the stands, and uh, to get a big hit like that for uh, the team uh, felt good. Good moment for sure. Probably, probably, I don't know. I, I don't have a good memory, so I can't really think of many moments that are better than that one. But right now, I know that this feels good, and uh, I'm glad we came away with the win. Was your family in, like, right, right center? Is that who you were pointing to going around first? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they were as pumped up as I was. <laughs> Tyrone is, a, is sorry, Adam. Is uh is is four forty and one eleven about as hard as you can hit a ball? Uh, I I hit that one pretty good. <laughs> uh, probably I didn't feel it off the bat, so that's that's probably all I got right there. <laughs> I didn't even know it went that far. For, uh, for Billy McKinney, too, I mean, you guys came into the year and were not, you know, in the outfield on opening day. But to come up big, uh, you feel like you guys just kind of had to wait, wait your chance and, and then try to make the most of it? Uh, we, just, we just can. I feel like uh, Billy has a good mindset, too. I just go in there and control what I can control. And then when uh, my time comes, just try to do my best to help uh, the team win and uh Billy Mack hitting that uh, homer night was sick, and I'm glad I could help out too. I know you saw a little bit of Pomeranz in your first time up with the Brewers in 19. Well, you know, you guys are teammates, obviously. What you know, what are you looking for in that situation? You're ahead 2-0, so you got the advantage. Yeah, um, I was just looking for a good pitch over the plate to hit and uh, trying to be on time for the heater, and uh, uh, I was, and it, it, uh, I hit a homer, so it was sick. <laughs> hey, Tyrone. Um... Who old did you have here for your family? Like, who came? Um, I had my parents, my sister. Um, I just got surprised by three of my friends, uh, an old hitting coach from uh, high school, and a couple others. It's a, it's a good amount. It's only a two-hour drive, so it was, it's sick that they're here. Can't wait to see them right now. Packed house. Yeah. Anybody else for Tyrone? All right, Tyrone. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. There he is, Tyrone Taylor. After the Brewers' 3-1 victory, he uh, had the home run, which was sick. I mean, it was sick. Uh, that's the word of the night for Tyrone Taylor. Also, may I remind you now, uh, Polish pipe bomb Jeff Orlowski, that it is now um, April 20th. I've heard of this day before. You have heard of this day. The, my annual uh, All 420 team. Yeah. Which yeah. we'll have some fun <laughs> with in just a little while. Uh, well, and it fits right in because Corbin Burns is going to be on the hill for the Brewers later on tonight on April 20th. Um, by the way, uh, Tyrone Taylor's family and friends, he said he had some buddies come in, uh, and, and I thought, well, maybe there's just some really, you know, partying sort of Brewer fans there. But it did sound like 
Uh, they went uh, a little bit over the top. California is a legal state, right? Yeah, it sure is. Ah, so that that may have been it too. I didn't didn't think about that part of it. So maybe it was just some folks having fun. Yeah, and, but you would think you'd get a little bit quieter because you're you know stuffing your face with three hot dogs and some <laughs> Cheetos all at the same time. But uh, no doubt, you know who knows. But uh, yeah, it was great whether it was his family or not. It was great to hear the support. You know, Brewers fans travel like Packer fans. It, it's amazing every everywhere they go. You can hear them in the crowd. They're always loud and having having fun, so you got to love it. Touch base with my mother, who is in San Diego tonight. Of course, didn't go to the Brewers game. Um, she would prefer to have it on uh, inside the relative's house, and she's out on the deck uh, drinking. Does your mom uh, make a uh, trip on 420 to a legal state every year, Tim? I would be. I would be now that that is interesting. That that's a question. Just I, I'd be shocked. <laughs> I, I would be shocked, but I can't. These days, you I don't know if you can rule out anything. These days, you Mama Allen, dial yeah. us up 414 799. 1250. No doubt. All right, we'll take a break and come back, and we will hear, looking forward to this, we will hear from Brandon Woodruff, who really muscled up. And you talk about a rough start. I mean, a start of a start. He had one today, 28 pitches, a couple of walks, had a hit in there, gave up a run, but then settled in, and we need to hear from the Brewers' ace. And he is that. Or we could debate him or Burns. That would be a great debate. We'll do that next. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway on 1250 AM The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262 703 3,500. 3-1, the final. A big win for the crew over the San Diego Padres. And everybody loving the Padres. And, well, the Brewers uh, dipped into town and uh, handled that offense to the tune of just one run. Brandon Woodruff, six innings, one hit, one run. And then you have Fire Eyes and Suter and Josh Hader scoreless out of the bullpen. That's big, too, guys. Again, we're, we're looking at early stages uh, of this campaign, and you, you just got to uh, got to maintain until you get your guys back. Two things. You got to maintain until you get healthy. But you also have to maintain and stay in this thing and just, you know, play some good ball. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, maintain until you can get a read on that bullpen. And, and how you're going to use it. Because I just I don't think they had in mind that Brent Suter was going to be in high-leverage situations uh, like he's been in this season so far. Maybe not, but I told you to calm down. You were freaking out, about to have a grabber. I was worried about you, Timmy. <laughs> I told you to relax, have a little faith in the Raptor that he would come through. And boy, did he ever. Yeah, he did. He had a scoreless frame, which can't be um, underlooked here. I mean, I... Just uh, I'm I'm impressed. He gave up a leadoff base hit, and, and then I'm thinking, oh man, really? No, this isn't going to happen. 
They're not putting up a crooked number over Suter, and I'm not getting on the air on the postgame show and losing my mind on uh, on the bullpen. So it didn't happen, and that's all good. Uh, let's uh, hear some comments from Brandon Woodruff. And again, 28 pitches in that first inning, settled in, got stronger as the as the game went on. Additionally, had to really battle the uh, home plate umpire as well. And you know, Musgrove gets the corners, but Woody wasn't. That's just the, the, that that's the reality. If you don't believe me? Go back and wa- watch the game again, because Musgrove was getting the corners and Woodruff was not. And and hats off to Woody and Council for keeping their cool. Let's sit back and listen to the Brewers' right-hander. Hey Woody, after that uh, that ten pitch at bat uh, leadoff guy there, Profar, were you thinking this could be a this could be a long night or this is trending in the wrong direction? Um, I thought when it got first and third, and I think then I went to uh, it was either two zero or three. I can't remember the count to Tatis, and then ended up getting the ground ball. Once I got the ground ball and sacrificed that one run, I knew I had a chance to kind of get out of the inning. So um, at, during that moment, I was just trying to salvage um, one of the pitch count and just let if, if they get a run, let it be one run. But um, so I was able to do that and then had to switch up the game plan a little bit going forward. And then I was able to execute a little bit better. It was, it was 3-0, Woody, and that's a teaser. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember what it was, um, and and it, if it was hit a little bit harder, it would have been a double play. But um, yeah, that was. I just I just kept telling myself, I you know I can I can work out of it. I think uh, I think I did a good job of, of minimizing that. But uh, pitch count got up real early. That ten pitch at bat kind of hurt me there early on. Woody, what was lot- the adjustment? Sorry, go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. I was just going to just to follow up on that. Did you feel locked in early or do you think Profar just did a really good job? Um, I wouldn't say I was complete. Honestly, I think he was fouling off some really good pitches. I think I was, I was kind of, I was putting some on the edges um, and he was just making some good swings. And then um, I kind of got a little, I was kind of in the middle of the plate a little too much there and Hosmer hit that, that line drive, but um, after that inning came in, kind of identified, especially that first time through the lineup, I kind of identified what they were trying to do to me. And then I just had to make some in-game adjustments, um, you know, going forward. And, um, I think that that helped out tremendously and was able to, uh, get some quick outs there in the middle innings to get me to the, you know, sixth inning. Woody, I was going to ask you about that adjustment, like after the first inning. Um, and you said that after your your Cubs start of yeah. like being able to make those adjustments quicker was yeah. was tonight a product of that? Tonight was uh, a perfect example. Um, I think in the first inning too, I was I always go back to a little bit of the delivery, but um, I think after the first inning, I finally started to click a little bit with um, you know being and rhythm with my delivery. And then, and once I do that, then I start hitting, you know, hitting my spots, getting ahead. And that, that was the biggest thing when I came in after the first inning, I just told, I told Hookie when we had our conversation, I was like, look, if I, I, everything is all my stuff's working really well, everything's sharp. I just got to get ahead. So 
Uh, that was the goal kind of going forward. And once I was able to do that and, and identify what they were trying to do, um, that's kind of what got me through those middle innings fairly quickly and then into, you know, into the sixth. So, Brandon, was that the biggest change for you after the first inning or was there something else as well? Um, as far as just the mechanical cue or just the – uh, like uh, just like the overall efficiency. I mean, you seem to have like really found the strike zone, and yeah, really I think the biggest thing um, for me, I just I, I have to continue to throw throw first pitch strikes and and tack the zone, and um, yeah, I think that just identifying what they were doing and um, just getting the getting the the tempo of my delivery going just a little bit more, and I was able to sit in my legs a little bit more and when I'm able to do that I'm able to get the ball down and uh, really drive the ball down so um, those were a couple adjustments I made going forward and that's 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 what helped out what do you had a couple at bats against Musgrove um, yeah. what it, what did from your perspective how good was he tonight he's um, I think that I think that's the first time I faced him didn't get to face him last year because of the DH but um, man I don't I his his breaking balls really really good and he uses it a ton and but the first pitch i saw and the first bat was that cutter and i thought uh, maybe it just because i've never seen cutters really but i thought that thing was 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 really sharp and late so um i mean you, you see swings from the hitters too that tells you everything a hitter will tell you everything so um by no means my hitter i i, I kind of did what a pitcher does and i swing and miss at the curveball so um, but it was, it's, I mean, you saw it, I guess when he threw that no hitter, he was using it a ton. It's really sharp and it's just, it's, it's a good, really good breaking ball. And, um, then it makes his fastball, you know, look hard. So, um, man, he's, yeah, he's on top of his game. He's got some good stuff. Brandon, I know he didn't get to finish the game cause he had a cramp. They told us on Urias, but how, how nice was that moment for a guy coming back to a place where he, he played in, in a team that traded him. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, Luis was looking forward to coming in and, and, and playing here, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's got a, a ton of ton of buddies over there on that side. But it's always nice um, to come in and kind of stick it to him, I guess, a little bit, and kind of get that big home run. So that was um, big for him and excited for him. Uh, hopefully, um, nothing major going on. I don't, I don't really know what happened, uh, but. Um, yeah, that was, that was big time for him. And that was, uh, and to hit one out opposite field, that tells you that, that that's a really good swing. So, um, hopefully he can keep it going and, and, and start getting hot. And there he is, Brandon Woodruff talking about Luis Urias and, and that three run home run, I, I should say third inning home run, the solo shot kind of snapped the Brewers into this game really. And, and I know it was just, just a tie game at that time, but it, you know, the the futility I think with with all the strikeouts. Um, if you think about that. If if that zero sits there through the third, fourth, you know it's one zip through four innings. Maybe it turns out a little bit different. That's a big homer from Luis Urias, and uh, he left the game uh, calf cramp is is what they're calling it. Okay, uh, tomorrow's matchup, Chris Paddock, the right-hander, uh, will go at it in game two against the crew. He's 1-1, one and one, a 4-15 uh, earned run average against Corbin Burns. Burns, the same 1-1 one one mark, but a 
ERA. That's not a typo. In theory, uh, pipe bomb, they should be in the ball game again. Absolutely. In theory. Absolutely. I mean, stranger things can happen. Everyone can have a rough game. But in theory, the Brewers' offense is going to be allotted some time to get at Paddock and, and see if they can uh, put up a crooked number in one of those innings, and hopefully it's early. All right, uh, this is uh, April 20th, and uh, Jeff, you've got a couple. Uh, let's see here. I'm the, the All-420 team. Now, we all know who the manager is, right, of the All-420 team. That's Dusty Baker. Baker is the manager of the All-420 team. Uh, Justin Smoke, the former Brewer, uh, he's definitely on the All-420 team. There's no question. 1911, this guy played for Boston. Burt Whedon is going to be on our uh, 420 team. Uh, let's see. Taylor. How about Taylor Green, the former Brewer? Yeah, he's got to be He's got to be a role player in there as well. Uh, this guy played in 1940 for Boston. Herbert Howard Hash. <laughs> have you heard of that that guy uh no uh, well uh, only on uh only on this show every year on 420 <laughs> minor league affiliate for the all 420 team this actually uh, is a team in california the bakersfield blaze nice the umpire working the first game opening day of the all 420 team it's tonight's home plate umpire Corey blazer he is your umpire for tonight's uh, ball game. Uh, by the way, the Bakersfield Bakersfield Blaze actually had a player uh, just a few years ago, Tyler Herb. That's no lie. I didn't. I didn't make that stuff up. Uh, Charleston River Dogs in 2018 rostered a kid by the name of Derek Blazer. Okay, 2006. 16th rounder by the New York Mets. This is your boy right here. This is Toby Stoner. Oh, yeah. Pipe bomb. You had him on your list, right? I, I sure did. Uh, he, was a, he was a pitcher. I got another pitcher for you. This guy shares the last name as Toby. However, he's way before his time. This guy made his debut back in April 15th of 1922. And uh, and left the game in 1931, so he had a nice nine-year run. Uh, Ulysses Simpson Grant Stoner, also known as Lil Stoner, L-I-L Stoner. There's your boy, Lil Stoner. I like it. He's going to have a rap career. He was just a century too early. And... Uh, what about uh, in, out in right field? How about Jim Greengrass? Oh, Jimmy's got to play. Oh. Yeah, he's he's going to play. He may get the start uh, out in right field. There's no doubt. How about this dude? Um, drafted by the Cubs in 1966. How about Bill Stoneman? <laughs> okay. Uh, 1996 at Atlanta Braves player, young bong <laughs> there's another rap b-o-n-g that's my rap 41 catcher mickey grasser oh he's a mainstay former minor leaguer for the milwaukee brewers yeah you guessed it victor roach is on the all 420 team 
Uh, this dude played in 1930 and beyond uh, for the Indians, White Sox, and Yankees. Bob Seeds. <laughs> I didn't like him. Uh, why? Because they make you sterile? Uh, Reuben High Sierra makes the team, just based on his nickname. Uh, speaking of high, there's been four that have played in the bigs. Andy High, Charlie High, Eddie High, and Hugh High. Former Atlanta Braves pitcher, Buzz Capra, Corbin Burns, Billy Burns, Eric Burns. We can't forget back in 1887, Ducky Hemp. Oh, my about, favorite player growing up right there. How about Bill Coughlin? Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bagwell, uh, former Brewers pitcher, Mike Potts. This could be a stretch. In 1903, Bill Pounds. Yeah, not uh, bad. Well, if you're talking pounds, how about you, know, you got to talk scale. Bobby Scales used to play with the Mets. Steve Kiefer. Now, now we're stretching it, Tim. Come on. Uh, Bud Black on the coaching staff. You got to put Bud Black on that staff, right? Uh, former Brewers pitcher, Michael Blazek. Oh, yeah. How about Josh Smoker? How about a broadcaster for the team? Steve Stone. <laughs> And what about, and finally, I have this one, Thomas Henry Christensen. You know who, you know why he's on the all 420 team? Why is that? What are his initials, Thomas Henry Christensen? THC. And that's going to do it for the Pella <laughs> Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Hopefully you guys uh, have had a uh, good night, decent night, for sure, for the Brewers. 3-1 the final. They take game one of this three-game set. Back at it again tonight. Tuesday night, Corbin Burns against Paddock. And uh, after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. We'll be talking some Brewers baseball. Now, um, I am off tomorrow night. A mystery host of this show tomorrow night, meaning Tuesday night. Maybe I'll check in, depending on what condition I'm in. Yeah, the odds of that, probably not good. And and why is it that, Tim, you, you took the night off on April 20th? I'm, I'm not sure why why that would be. but Must be just, just a, a coincidence. Uh, any connection to any illegal activity is not condoned by myself, Jeff Orlowski, Entercom, or Odyssey, uh, for sure. So you guys, uh, it was all satire it's just fun it's just funny just giggles uh, do, giggles yeah. and cheetos <laughs> we do this every year all right for the polish pipe bomb my name is tim allen you guys have a great night enjoy the victory and hopefully they get another one in game two and smurry but what can't steph curry do when it comes to offense when it comes to hitting the three how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.